So he did like a workout with me that I led, and then I did a dance workout with him. Oh, fun! So I got my hip hop moves on. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God! <laughs> Three, two, one. We are live. So, um, Black Lives Matters, right? No, I'm Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I'm not very good at English. <laughs> it's getting a new category called Nicklish, by the way. Nicklish? Yeah, it's just not something I. That's cute. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I like that. Um, the question is not about that, but Black uh -huh. Lives Matter. Uh, mm -hmm. The cop got convicted for manslaughter. How is your feelings of that? Um, it's kind of like a thank you, like finally. Mm. It's about time, accountability. Yeah. Um, and I was just watching AOC's Instagram, and she was talking about how this conviction is not justice. Yeah. Like justice is George Floyd coming home today. Yeah. Justice is um, the young, the thirteen-year-old boy getting tucked in bed tonight by his mom. Yeah. But I mean, it's setting a precedent, so right. it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's a good thing. It's a big thing. Um, but then, if you think about how many people that didn't get this, yeah, in the past, um, yeah, it's 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 sad. It's sad, but it's a a move a moving forward, yeah, kind of moment, um, yeah. But I mean, when I saw that, yeah. it was actually yesterday morning. Right, oh. right. It was like, yeah. So it was like my album out came out, and I was excited about that. But then I saw that on the news, and I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of uh, mixed emotions there for mixed sure. Mixed emotions, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, your album just came out. Yeah, it just uh, came Congratulations out. on Thank that. Thank you. Let's talk about it a little bit later on then. Yeah. So um, your dad's American. Mm -hmm. Your mom's Korean. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you grew up in Japan. You were born here, right? Born and raised. Yeah. Yokohama, baby. Yes. What's this? Uh, <laughs> why are you so passionate about Yokohama? I don't know. I mean, why can't I? Be? I think it's cool. Yokohama's really chill. I think it's that one place where it has like a nice mix of old Japan, old and um, international yeah. Japan. Because it's like the first port to open to the West. Nice. So it has a lot of, you know, uh, the Western influenced architecture. Right. And we have the biggest Chinatown in Japan. That is so true. I've yeah. had, um, what is that? Fukahide? Which Fukahide? is like shark, shark fin, fin like yeah. ice cream there once. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. The vanilla ice. I was like, what is this? It was Probably like a $1,500, like $15 oh. or something. I was like, I have to try this one. Yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of meh. <laughs> Oh my god, next time you go, go to Shatenki. Yeah. The best konji you will ever have. Oh yeah. You like konji? Uh what is konji? Okayu. Ah, uh, okayu? Mm. Not a big fan. Really? Yeah. Why? I kinda like to chew my rice if I'm gonna eat it. But you like natto. I love natto. And you be doing like natto egg dorodoro stuff. It's like pretty yeah, much well, the same thing. Well, I put natto <laughs> and eggs on top of my oatmeal. <laughs> Oatmeal is basically rice porridge. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, maybe yeah, I should try it out then. It's so good, and it's uh, the other stuff on the menu is everything is great. Like yeah. Fried chicken there is really good. Cool. 
めっちゃ美味しい。I'm pretty sure a dumbfounded media will find a link to this and put it in the subscription. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then、But、I、yeah. can find it. And it's just very laid back. It's a beautiful port town.、Mm. And the sky is bigger than Tokyo. What? I feel like. The sky is big all over. But you know what I mean. I'll,、like、tell, you what, I'll tell you why I know exactly what you mean. So I stayed in Japan for three years the first time I came here and lived in a dorm. And it was in Ikebukuro, and there's like whole small streets,、uh, and everything was just really impact, like compact, right? And you feel like you're always like trying to not bump into stuff, right? So I go back to Denmark for the first time in three years, and I was just walking down the streets, and I was like, holy crap. Like everyone is just like walking straight down the streets. It's like I mean, you're about to bump into people because they have、mm-hmm. their own space, their own like personal freedom, like limitations are totally off the hook. And then the sky was so huge in Copenhagen, I was so surprised, surprised by it. Sure. Yeah, I saw this. Man. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Did you But, go to international school or Japanese school? No, I didn't. School? I went、you、to、didn't? American school. American school? Because my dad was in the Navy. Okay. So I went to an American school on the base. And then from middle school, we had to go to Yokosuka.、Mm. So I had to take the school bus from Yokohama. And that leaves at 5 55 in the morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I would have to wake up at 4 50 every morning until I graduated high school. On top of that, I was. A singer already,、yeah. so I would have to do promo and work during the weekends. I was, in, I was playing basketball, so we would have basketball games nice on the weekends. And I was also in the marching band. So、wow. it's like, I don't know how I did it up until college, up, up until I graduated from college. I was doing singing in school. Yeah. yeah. Marching yeah. band. What does one do in a marching band? I was percussion, so I was <laughs> playing the drums. The drums? Oh, that's、yeah. cool. There's that movie about the drums. Drumline? Drumline, yeah. It was really We weren't、cool. that good. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you have any feeling of that kind of. Oh, we, we thought, we、yeah. wished we were like that. That was right around the time when we were in like middle school. So it was、uh, like hot. Everyone、yeah. was like, oh, drumline, but we suck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've never fun, done、though. anything like that.、It's、I'm so、fun. unmusical, it's not even funny. Like、you take me to karaoke. It's like, Nick, please don't take the microphone. It's like, please, just don't. <laughs> That's how bad I am at singing. It's all about having fun, though. As、yeah. long as that person's having fun. Yeah, but that's until you hear me sing. <laughs> how did you get into singing? I mean, you just felt like you wake up one day and say, I'm going to be a singer. Um, Kind of. No. My mom sings. My dad was in a band. Um, my mom was singing before I was born. So, automatically, my family, it was just always music in the house. And、um, yeah, my, mom's, my mom was friends with this production company guy. And he would make like commercial jingles and stuff.、Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, Sincere. Sincere is my mom's name.、Uh, we need like a kid's voice. So, can we borrow Crystal? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, that's how it started when I was four. That was my first job. Four? Yeah. Wow. Didn't even know kids could sing that young. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube.、Uh, the, the, it was for a game. Oh, really? Do you remember、PC、what you said? PC Engine Duo. Yeah. PC Engine Duo. That was my first <laughs> job. And then I just kind of continued doing a lot of commercial jingles. And then when I was 11 or 12, I did one for ANA、mm-hmm. and Vitamin Water.、Mm. And I those remember Vitamin Water. Got yeah. A lot of calls. So the vitamin water one was like, And 
、ビタミンウォーターってやつ。<笑>はいはいはい。で、that got a lot of calls and then we're like, okay, let's turn that into a full song and that was my debut single. Wow. Eternal Memories. Still Eternal my memories. favorite. Yeah. That's really cool. I know you from another song. You got this hit song that what? was like, what is the one?、Uh, What is it? I'm just throwing a blank out here. I can't remember. And so when that hit the market, right? That,、uh-huh. And then, so that must have been like a massive turning point in your career, right? That was. And I don't necessarily, I wasn't that happy. No? <laughs> Why? Like now, I've come to terms with that song and I love that song and I、mm. think it's a, an amazing song. But back then, I was like 19. So I came, I debuted when I was 13. And when I started, my sound was mainly RB,、mm. yeah, RB pop, but more on the RB side. And、yeah. that was right at 1999, right around when Hikarichan came out、mm. and like Misha and RB and hip hop was becoming mainstream. Yeah. So that was my thing. And then that song,、um, you know, thankfully, it, beca- it was the drama theme song. Yeah. And that's when people were like, oh, Chris, okay. But for me, that song is very, very J pop, like、mm. Kira Kira bubblegum pop. Right. So I didn't know how to kind of. Not accept it, but it didn't feel as natural to me. So I'm like struggling in, on how I can incorporate my RB vibe with this very, very J pop track.、Mm. But people loved it. Yeah. It was And so it was、hit. kind of like an internal struggle because from that song, the label obviously wants to continue to push that sound.、Right. And the new fans know me from that. So, they're looking for that kind of sound. Right.、Know? And so, for singles, single releases, it has to be like very J poppy. And so, I would have to balance like what I prefer, which was more RB. Yeah.、Um, and like balance that out in the albums. So, that was kind of like a struggle. I didn't, I didn't really know how, I, how to kind of just mix, mix the two. But now, I finally came to terms with the fact that it's like, okay, this sound is like, I'm probably the only one that can do yeah. this、yeah. J pop sound. So I was like, you know, I, I own it. Like, yeah, I would yeah. totally own it. Why not? <laughs> I think it's、yeah. a great song, also.、But、yeah, I mean, it's a great song. So the question here then comes naturally it's like, so do you, you, you don't write your own music?、Um, Or do you, I do. You do? That one I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I do sometimes. I co write.、Um, I write. Yeah, it depends. Okay.、Mm. Um, I saw you when you were kind of like thinking back on that song. You were kind of closing your eyes. And like, you, it looked like you were feeling like that song again and trying to like remember the emotions when you were talking about it.、Mm-hmm. Um, what is music for you? I mean, because I'm not a musical person, so I would like to understand <laughs> what music is for a musician.、Um, music is like. I mean, as corny as this sounds, music is like breathing. I don't know what I would do without, you know, maybe like two, three times a year, I ask myself, what would I be doing if I wasn't singing?、Mm. And I'm like, nah. 
It's, yeah, it's music for me. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's so natural that I never really think about it that way. It's like I can't live without it. And I, I think I just love to see people have fun or like being entertained. I love entertaining people. And yeah. I think I've always loved that from when I was a kid. I was always the one that was entertaining, like singing or dancing at barbecues and get togethers and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, it's just it's a hobby. It's a dream job. It's um, my passion. Um, and I feel like it's my, I don't know, shime. Mm. What, is, what would that be? That would be like your destiny. Destiny. Yeah. Like and this. I feel like more and more of that, especially this year, this yeah. past year, um, like last year when COVID hit, all of our shows got canceled. Yeah. Like everyone's livelihoods were on the line. Um, I'm sure everyone around the world, every performer around the world, everyone that's working in the industry. And it really was... I don't know, like, uh, for the first time, I felt very... Afraid, kind of? Yeah, afraid. And also, what would the word be for this? Danger, I guess, like... but something like that, right? It's yeah, like, but something like that, like danger, fearful, fear, or like, um, nervous, insecure, insecure yeah. nervous... Not knowing what's to come. Yeah, how yeah, you're uncertain. It. Like a huge this, uncertainty. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, like we're just staying home and it's like, I'm sure everyone became an alcoholic at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and like a blob, like just eating whatever. And I had a musical plan too. Like I was yeah. going to do hairspray. Right. I heard about in this. In June. Nice. So that was like my one hope. But then even mm. that got canceled. So I was like, And there's wow, no okay. way to do that, like in an online kind of performing no, version. No, 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 it has no, to be no. stage. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, wow, okay. I'm like, I don't have a job right now. Right. <laughs> and through that, what we like entertainers could do was just to sing from home or do like stay at home concerts or mm. uh come together with other performers and other musical actors. And we sang, we made a video, we put together a video singing a song from Lenny's, the mm -hmm. musical, as as like a gambatte kudasai to all the healthcare workers. Right. When I did that and I saw the, the finished product, I was really moved. Like, yeah. it was like, beautiful and i just realized how powerful music is and how it really can be some kind of hope or yeah definitely hope. source of yeah. power um for people yeah and um the reaction we got from you know doctors and healthcare workers it was like incredible and they were like you know they're just, they're out there risking their lives yeah. um, every day, not sleeping. And they're like, you don't know how much this means to us. Like, thank you so much for doing this. And I was like, that kind of reconfirmed that this is my destiny. Like, this is the, the one thing I can do that can be maybe of help for yeah. people. And so, yeah, this past year has like kind of reignited that 
that um, feeling for me. That's really awesome. But I mean, music, like for me, when I hear certain songs, for example, they can like instantly take me back to like yeah. a part of my life was yeah. like, like for example, completely random, why it popped into my, I don't, I don't know, but U2 songs, for example, mm -hmm. with or without you or um, nah. stuff like that. When I hear that, I'm like a 15 year old kid, yeah. you know, just screaming at the album with my friends, you know, and having beer when we're not supposed to have beer. <laughs> <laughs> But I just see it. And, and yeah, it, but the it really power does. of it taking you back like right? that and also bringing to people together. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It like, really is. Language is n a non-issue. Like, right. it's literally borderless. It really is. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like, yeah. so music for me, for example, um, I just got engaged. Recently. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> she has the ugliest uh, <laughs> engagement ever. You're going to upgrade ever. it, right? <laughs> Eventually, yeah. That's it. No, but there's a story behind this. Uh, okay. So when I saw all the rings, because mm -hmm. she does Spartan races and stuff like mm -hmm. that, it's really cool. Uh, so I saw all the rings and I was like, then I have the, all these small diamonds sticking out here and there. And I was like, she's going she's gonna to mess these, these rings up. And then there was only one of them that had like the little diamond, but encased inside the ring. Oh, my God. So you just decided that she's going to mess it up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I hadn't, it, I hadn't, you know, a hunch that she might mess it up. So in case I got one that was like, you know, encapsulated or whatever you call it, like inside everything, then she uh -huh. probably wouldn't lose the diamond, which would be cool, oh, right? Oh God! All right, so she saw it and she's like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> she's right. <laughs> she's so disappointed. She's like, "But I wanted a real diamond." I said, "But there's a diamond. It's inside." Oh no, Nick! No. Two days later. She's at the bathhouse with all her sisters and they're mm -hmm. going to this, you know, public bathhouse. And then everyone's like, oh, taking their rings off and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I don't have to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of cool. Anyway, I was saying, so okay. when we, we're just, it wasn't talking about the engagement ring. got nothing to do with the conversation. It was talking about music, right? Oh, God. So for example, music for me, okay. right? So when I first met her, when, when you get to learn to meet, to, to, to learn to new, no, meet someone for new. Uh -huh. You want to know what kind of music they like. You want to know <laughs> what kind of um, like movies they like. And do you yeah. share the same food? And do you have passion for fitness and stuff like that? Uh -huh. So we spent a lot of time, like, listening to a lot of different music. And it's really cool that, mm. you know, we found songs that we could really both connect to. Mm. And then she's also uh, half Colombian, half American. Ooh. Yeah. So there's a lot of that Spanish music that I really yeah. have no exposure to them really yeah oh you better get on it right yeah so i just found out recently there's something called bachata yeah the dance yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean you dance and and and, and sing and everything but uh -huh. tell me about dancing for example i mean just because you can sing doesn't mean you can dance right <laughs> i know yeah, you can I dance because i've seen you dance <laughs> <laughs> i just i just like it i've never had like any classical training or ballet jazz or anything like that which i regret mm. Because ballet really gives you like the foundation, like your mm -hmm. core. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I just love to dance, and um, yeah, I, I would just uh, always incorporate that in my shows and my music videos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's a set, man. It, it like comes together. Right. Like you have to dance. <laughs> well, I mean. For you, that seems natural, and I've seen uh -huh. you perform several times, so I know how good you are on stage and everything, and it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. But you look at someone like Bruce Springsteen, for example, mm -hmm. he can't dance. But he has his own swag. But that's not dancing. <laughs> really? How does he dance? He just shakes his bum, basically. Uh, 
Not possible. Right. Like sometimes you need some help. Right. Um, so if it's done well, I don't see an issue with it. Yeah. Now, if you start becoming dependent on it, mm. that takes away from people paying to come see you live. Right. And, you know, experiencing the whole live thing. Um, so I guess to each their own, but me personally, I would never live sync. Oh, cool. But yeah, I would, I'd be out of breath too, but I play it off really good. <laughs> wow. So is that like, so you choreograph or uh -huh. what is these? I mean, they must be choreographed movements, right? For, for, for mm -hmm. specific songs. Yeah. And so they must be like done in a way that you don't get out of breath. I think there's no way around it really. No? Um, I think it's just, you have to be fit. <laughs> yeah. You have to be fit and also comfortable enough with that song so you can find your own pockets where you can kind of take a, a second to breathe or to calm yourself down right? without compromising your performance. Because when it's fresh, like mm. you're still think it's not in your body yet. So I think you're nervous and you're not used to it. So then you use your over nani. Yeah. exhausting thinking like it, overthinking like, yeah. it and you're probably not calculating right like you're breathing and you're singing and mm. stuff but the more you get used to the song and the dance like i i have to like like do it until i don't have to even like stop and think about it right do you remember all your songs um i mean like no <laughs> um like older songs you know you have to revisit them and right. they'll come back yeah. but I, yeah. the only thing i can kind of relate this to is like doing a karate karate no kata. Show? Yeah. Kata de show. Yeah, so yeah, you do yeah, the, yeah. the set forms right so there's like 22 of them specific ones in the style that i used to kyokushin which were like done thousands and thousands of times and i could probably do them right now if yeah, i tried yeah, to yeah. but i haven't done karate in like 15 years so. Yeah, but yeah, so like, but music, right? Because there's a different emotional attachment to music, right? Mm. And then also with when you're moving, it's like how many of your other senses are involved when you're performing? Like, I don't even know. Smell, like touch, like because uh, talking about Yokohama before, right? I just mm -hmm. remembered this. I used to shoot a show on uh, FM Yokohama. I used to host a show for a year and a mm. half down there. Yeah, it was called Joyride. <laughs> okay. With Nicholas Pettis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I interviewed a, a guest on the show that one time who's a, a Formula One driver. Oh, wow. And so we were talking about... Oh, that must be a good thing yeah. to talk about. 
like your senses? The senses, right? So we were talking about there's this moment of excellence. Mm. Like you get into this zone. Like, but how do you really hone into that zone? Because mm. for him, it was like, well, he has been in the, the ultimate zone where every corner and him and the machine and the asphalt and the smell and the, the, the heat and like everything was switched on. Mm. Like everything was switched on. He was just like, oh, he just owned it. Mm. And he said it was the best race he's ever done. But it comes very rarely. Uh, Have you felt this? Yeah. Yeah? There's always that moment when it's like you're on a roll. Your voice, your stamina, just the the, the vibe and the, the crowd. Mm. And the band is like doing a great job. Yeah. That the, the everything's on like. Right. This this level, like everything is more together. Does it feel like, like nothing can go wrong in yeah. that moment? Oh yeah. It's usually when you're when you're not when your body's not a hundred or like you're injured or you're uh -huh. you know something's off or yeah. wrong. Yeah. If I'm not feeling too well, um, I guess subconsciously you're trying to save energy. Oh yeah. Gyakuni, you're very calm. Right. <laughs> Because you have to be like, you have to like be more yeah, 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 switched yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually those sh times, the show's like amazing. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> it's really kind of crazy. Actually. Yeah, I remember one time I had a panic attack, like a kwakokyu. Mm. And I had to go off stage. No, I didn't stop the show or anything. Mm. I finished the song and I was like, I need a, <laughs> a bag. A something bag. to breathe into, right? <laughs> Apparently and then they're like, like, no, like, we can just cut the songs and, like, you know, cut it short. And I was like, no, 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 no. let's do this. But nobody knew what was going on. Hyperventilating. Yeah, hyperventilating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had a, a moment, a period where I was, I had a panic. Mm. Not, I, maybe I wouldn't go as far as panic disorder, but, like, a anxiety yeah. kind of thing. And that came from ear monitors. Ear monitors, like yeah. the small things you put in the ears and dance yeah. with and sing with. Oh, so a lot of people use ear monitors. Um, it's specifically, I guess, to be able to hear your voice and the track or whatever band or whatever. Or like if you're at a, a venue that you need it because it's gonna, I know, mawaru go. So you have to use it, like Tokyo Dome, Tokasa, oh. like stadiums and wow. stuff like that. And I was using my ear monitors, and when you use that, it shuts out the outside world from right. you. Claustrophobic, kind of? Yeah, kind of. So it's like, I only hear my voice, but I don't hear the crowd's voice, and I can't feel the atmosphere and the vibe. No. And then I, it, I just start, started going in my head. I'm like, why are they looking at me like that? Like, <laughs> am I singing? Am I off? And I just, my singing just went like downhill, downhill, downhill. And I couldn't, my performance was shit. Like, and I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And that kind of led to other areas. Like I would get a little anxiety when I'm on the plane and mm. stuff like that. And I think a lot of people struggle with anxiety issues. Yeah. Um, how I got, I didn't take meds or anything like that. I just decided... I'm going to quit using ear monitors. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. And I'm going to force myself 
to be able to sing in any kind of environment using a foot monitor. Mm. And those I are got, the ones that that yeah monitors. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I thought you called. And them I got over it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's great. <laughs> Thankfully. Right? Yeah. So yeah, the mind is like you make up some bullshit in your head, and and there's no problem with you, but. Right. Yeah, the mind is such a strong thing. Yeah. The mind really is incredible, incredible. Yeah. So I've had one moment of absolute pure, like, being in the zone. Mm -hmm. uh, it was in 2001, and it was in the final against Musashi in the Japanese championship title slip. So I had an injury. I had a, I had a torn muscle in my <sighs> hamstring. Not, like, ripped, but, oh. like, partially torn. Uh -huh. So every time I would, like, run or step or stand single leg. It would leg, tear more? It would tear slightly a little bit more. And so I went through a whole tournament with this torn muscle in, in my hamstring. And, and I just remember, like, because I was so scared of this, I had to, like, switch on everything. Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, struggling to get through the first two fights. I, I, I got up into the final, and then everything just, I don't know, something flipped. Oh. Everything just felt right. I was in the crowd and me. We were, like, in, in sync almost. And then I just knew it didn't matter what he did. Today, I was going to win. Mm. And so we we fight the first three rounds, and it's just like I wasn't even like nervous about. It. I knew it was going to be a draw. Wow! I was like completely calm about it. My my corners yelling at me, going, "Nick, you got to do this, got to do that." You know, the fights, you got to win. This is the last round. I didn't, I didn't really hear them. I was going to the second round, into the first extension. I had a game plan. I knew that if I got him into the extension, it's just like once I hit him, just keep hitting him until he falls. And so there was like 30 seconds left of that round or whatever. Wow. And then I got him with one hand and it's just like, that's it. Just let Whoa. it go. And then after the fight, I was like, okay, that's what the zone is all about. Because uh -huh. I had studied this. I'd read up on it uh -huh. and really studied about what is it that it takes to get this, this athletes into ultimate performance uh, uh -huh. mode, right? Uh -huh. And I'd done mental drills on it and everything and, and really, really practiced it. But when it all came uh -huh. together, it wasn't the time when I thought it would come together. Uh -huh. It's like, it just happened. So yeah, it was magical. Yeah, it was really magical. It's just like you you get there and you're like, oh, okay. And then you ride it. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing goes wrong. No. no it, it, anything could happen, but just you can nah. you can handle that situation. Very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that is that is a place where I think a lot of people wish they could tune into. Like, right. So this is the end of a little bit hard question. Um, so you get to that state, right? Mm. And then the show's over, you know, the makeup is off, you, you're on your way home. I mean, how does one come down from a high like that? We don't. Right? <laughs> no. I don't think you can come down until you go to sleep or, I don't know, even the next day it's probably still there. Usually music musicians, because we are so, like, you know, our adrenaline and our high from a good performance is just nonstop. We we want to celebrate it together, so we drink yeah. afterwards and you know share the moments and all those those you know um, yeah. I don't think it really goes down until like the next day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. can remember I could not fall asleep after a fight. Uh, it's just like party on. <laughs> so down there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stupid nights after fights, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. But so you're still performing. Um, you're mm -hmm. in your mid-30s. Um, mm -hmm. And then for me, in my mid to late 30s, mm -hmm. my hips were wearing out. Mm -hmm. And so fighting was taken out of the equation. 
if I couldn't fight, I didn't want to train. If I didn't want to train, it's like then I went on this spiral going downwards, mm. downward, downward. And then fitness and everything was shot out of the window. And I became a massive alcoholic Mm-mm. for many years. And I was like, I could see why that happened. That I could see also, but it was also personal relationships and stuff like that involved in it. But but even then, it took me, I'd say, a good seven, six, seven years to realize that there's other things I can do with my life than just mm. become a fat old drunk, to be honest. <laughs> and so I kind of reinvented myself with CrossFit. CrossFit. Uh-huh. So when I got the call from Zach, who's a mutual friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, Nick, who wants you to come in and talk about CrossFit? I want to introduce you to Crystal. So this is how we met. So, God. Yeah. So it's the first time we met at, at Reebok's office. Wow. That was like, what, 12 years ago or something? Yeah, it was in... Something like that. 2010, I think. Nine. Nine or 10. ten. Yeah, I think yeah. it's 10, actually. Yeah. Wow. And why did they call you? This is one I really want to know. I don't know. Like, how was your career at that time? <laughs> because I'll tell you why they called me. They're like, uh, Nick, you're 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 out of shape. You're you're not even fighting. You're like you're you're a washed up drunk basically. And CrossFit's gonna change your life, and we're gonna make this success story out of you. How do you feel about that? And I was like, uh, What's CrossFit? <laughs> <laughs> I was literally, What is CrossFit? <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to remember. I think my then manager was friends with someone in Reebok, mm. and the CrossFit thing, I heard about it. And I like to work out. Yeah. I like fitness. So I was like, yeah, cool. Why not? Cool. I think that's how it started. That's it? That was a really simple, simplified (laughs) story there. I was hoping for some more juicy details of like, it was going to save your career or something. No, I don't think so. Not like that. Okay. No. (laughs) Tell us about fitness. So what is fitness for you? I mean, what is your definition of fitness? My definition of fitness? Um... I don't know. It's something that makes me feel good and keeps me happy with myself and my body, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think fitness, like the meaning behind it, like changes as you get older. (laughs) Mm, Interesting. I'm into sustainable fitness now. Oh, yeah. It's a new thing for me. Well, train, eat, sleep, basically. Those are the three pillars Uh, of it. Yeah. Like if you, if you're, if you get your workouts done, like, for example, for me, I mean, you know CrossFit, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of lifting. And if you get barbells, you get heavy lifting and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't like heavy lifting mm. uh, because I might replace hips and stuff. And I said, I don't need it. Uh, I don't like high volume of it. Um, so I don't do the heavy lifting anymore. And then there's, you know, apart from the training, then there's the eating. What are you eating? Mm. Are you eating proper foods? You know, are you getting enough sleep? These are three questions I would like to ask you. Mm. How do you view that? How's your training? What kind of training do you like to do? What do you think about your nutrition and, and are you sleeping enough? Yeah. 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 I think for me, six and a half hours is good. Wow. That's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's good? Like seven to eight hours? Yeah. At, at least yeah. seven, eight hours in a pitch black room, preferably uh, with some really cool. Yeah. Six and a half or music. seven hours is good for me. Yeah. I do intermittent fasting. Oh, cool. Daily. Okay. 16 hours. Yeah. And I've learned that that works best for my body. Mm -hmm. So I don't eat breakfast. I only eat lunch and dinner. And a lot of vegetables. Yeah. Protein. If I do eat rice, it's genmai. Brown rice. Yeah. I I guess like I've kind of trained myself like how uh, around how much 
calorie intake like daily. Mm -hmm. My BMI is like a thousand five hundred, and uh, I guess I intake maybe about twelve hundred. Wow, it's not day. a lot of food. Yeah, and I don't know. I I finally came to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. Right. I love food. I love to eat. So yeah. it used to be I trained to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> but now I'm 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 starting to understand really like what my body wants, like what I want to eat. And if I want to eat, if I kind of feel like eating a lot today, I'll just do that for lunch mm -hmm. and balance it out and just ha you know eat something like a nice little salad and tofu or some nice soup to kind of set settle my stomach right at night mm. um and i've really learned that just not eating right before you sleep yeah absolutely yeah go. that's like the worst thing ever that's the worst thing you could do right <laughs> what happens when you eat before you go to bed like if that's how do you feel the next day because it must impact you on the next day yeah i mean the older we get like you feel how slow like your body you, like clearly it's not digested yeah i just want to point out i'm 48 Wow, so. <laughs> you got younger. What? Yeah, you look younger and younger. I think it's the beard. <laughs> I think it's just like your full, like your health and where you're at. You're yeah. probably really happy. And yeah, cool. People yeah. tell me this actually. Yeah, yeah. you're glowing. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm still in love. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really happy. I'm finally starting to have like a routine. I feel mm. like an adult now. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, the the working out I do maybe about three times a week. Yeah, and because I have a lot of stamina, I can endure mm. like hardcore workouts and yeah. like CrossFit and stuff like yeah. that. But I realize that I have a lot of muscle mass. Yeah, so I can easily build muscle. Yeah, so I don't do weights or anything. It's ma okay. mainly just body weight and stretch because I want to be lean. Right. So I just do body weight. What does lean mean for you? What is the, for me? For you, what is the ideal look that you would like to have? Now. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm in a good place right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. You look happy. That's for sure. You're very beautiful, too. So. Thank you. Kudos on that. I'm single, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, lean, I guess, is like nice definition. Yeah. Tone. You can see cuts. Mm -hmm. A little bit. I've seen you've had abs before, like 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 ripped, <laughs> which is kind of cool. I was like, "Holy shit, she really got in shape for." I can't remember what it was. There was something you did. I was like, "Wow." Yeah, it's still there. Cool. Um, so yeah, just being like nice and like nonsensical. Like, yeah. You know, I'm never gonna be like super skinny, which I'm mm. not trying to. Right. But I do have my own image where I can look good from all angles nice. <laughs> like camera wise right right and a weight like yeah. a specific weight um so yeah i guess a little bit of like muscle definition so how um, so, I mean, so you're, you're 35 now right? 35 yeah so at 35 you feel you've finally found this this yeah. balance in life right yeah think of all the women out there struggling with this think of guys i'll tell you something honestly hands down and you can see my diaries from 15 years ago how much i hate myself and I'm like writing down how much I'm weighing, I'm how, how what I'm eating, how much sleeping, and it's just like all this stress about yeah, 
it was this and that. And it's like, I sound uh, like a, like a 14 year old high school girl, girl. Like, really like <laughs> with a, with an eating disorder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, so yeah, yeah. even for guys, you know, cause I used to fight, you know, in a pair of shorts um, and it's just like, I had my, so my, my, my yeah. upper body should be yeah. you know, naked. So it's just really weird for me to stand in front of people and not feel comfortable in my own yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I understand these struggles and I've come to a realization, I'd say actually over the last year where I was like, you know what? No, I don't have to be fitter than the people I'm teaching. I don't have to be uh, in better shape. I don't have to look in a certain mm -hmm. way. As long as I know what fitness for me is. And then when mm -hmm. it's like, it's something I can enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And it's a balance of volume, not mm -hmm. doing too much. Yeah, because yeah, when yeah, I do yeah. too much, I hurt. Like my instantly, my body just says, okay, that was not good, Nick. And then I'm in pain for like weeks uh, at a time. And it's because I have replaced hips. Mm -hmm. uh, or replaced hips. And so I came to the realization that if it's a feeling that I'm trying to cultivate, what do I not just try and accept myself for exactly who I am? Mm. And I'm telling you, like falling in love with the right person has changed that for me too. Like mm. just being loved for who you are. Mm -hmm. This is because we're in Japan and this is going to, we're going to come in and talk deep on this, right? Because mm -hmm. you're half, my kids are half. So like, what does that word even mean? In Japan, you, you're called half. Mm -hmm. How do you feel when you hear the word half? I mean, I grew up with the word half. So it doesn't really bother me. But I guess now, like, there's, like, a PC way of saying it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, double. But I was like, what is double? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Have you heard double? Like, people say double, recently. right? Yeah, I think it's double. It's weird. It? Mix? I don't know. Like. You know, because when I, when, when my kids were young and, and stuff like that, and, you know, and the first thing that the reaction for the Japanese, uh, when they when they see me, it's like, oh, hafu. And I used to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. yeah fudu. <laughs> Like, no, they're full. <laughs> they're not half. They're full. <laughs> but are they full, though? We, yeah. They're like, they're full, full human beings, right? Yeah, full human beings. I guess just like a, from like a many, I know, ethnicity, yeah. like ethnic point of view. So it doesn't really bother me, the, the word. I don't think there's like a, a proper way of defining no, I'm, us mixed kids. <laughs> well, mixed, right? I mean, but. I'm mixed. My, my dad was Greek American. My mom's yeah. Danish. That's also a mix. That's also half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, I think the whole world is, is somewhere. You know? Oh, yeah. Like in the next 10 years, like the whole world's going to be brown. Cool. Some people are really shook about that, but. <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> no, that's cool. But yeah. like so many people is still caught up in that. I have no little... idea how much I struggle to get, try and get a suntan every year. <laughs> it's the worst. Like for real. I just get like red and like burnt and then it all peels off. Aww. It's horrible. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I am allergic to the sun. No. Yeah. Really? I look like the last person. Like I look like a summer ass yeah. girl, right? No. You look like you could just frolic I get a on the beach rash. all the time. Oh wow. <laughs> you rush from direct sunlight. Wow. So what do you so what what does that do? So you have to like no, I gotta covered. be like covered, wow. or like I'm that auntie that's always in the shade, <laughs> with the big ass hat. Yeah, on. <laughs> with the big ass hat or towels covering me. Yeah. Wow, I was in Ishigaki recently, and uh, like on the first day we were out doing like you know the four wheeler buggies, like driving around for like two hours, right? Oh the, my god, sun, I would right? die. If I so did that. I just like I wore like a full full on uh, like suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Yeah. yeah, and then a hat. <laughs> yeah. So I was okay that day, but yeah. Wow, interesting. How does that? How does that impact you as a, as a kid growing up? Because then, what does that mean? When when did you find out? No, that just all of a sudden it happened when I was eighteen. Oh, I was like, what is going on? Because it was ugly, like almost like atopy. Wow. Yeah, like eczema, like a mixture of like eczema and like yeah. psoriasis. Uh huh. It sucks. I, there's no way like 
I don't think there's been any explanation or and like it's the scientific thing. Yeah, it's sunlight. It's weird. So I've had this skin rash. I remember very vividly. It started in my twenties after coming to Japan. I think I remember like when we were doing CrossFit yeah, because you, you I, had, I, people always ask. I think me, that's psoriasis. No, it started in my twenties, and I'm in my late forties now. Mm. And so recently, I went to see a skin doctor mm. in the hope that maybe there's this magic new medicine, uh-huh. you know, because I haven't been really taking care of it for a long, long, long time. And so I used to have it all over my arms. Uh, like, like, yeah, and on my legs and stuff. And I got this mm. medicine, this is like steroid medicine, basically. And it cleared it up. Yeah. I was like, steroids. I have yeah. never had, like, not never, like, since my 20s, like, the skin on my arms, for example, it, it feels and, and, It looks like normal skin. Ne, ne, I had a huge, like, how do you say, like, uh, complex? Or? Yeah, yeah, Compl- yeah, yeah. What is it called? Complex? complex? Yeah. Yeah. About it. It's just like, I felt so horrible. And then, like, two weeks later, it's, like, all cleared up. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Steroids. So, but, so when you found out about your skin rash, and, and how did you realize that it was the sun? Because every time I get direct sunlight, that area would get all red and bumpy and then wow. itchy. Yeah. And so then you just learn how to protect yourself yeah. and that's it. It so starts. you, what is that called? So SP50 kind of cream, does that work? You know, SPF doesn't work. No? Yeah, it's not about sunscreen. I don't know why. But uh, there's like a drinking tablet, like uh-huh. a pill yeah. that I guess blocks your melanin or something like that. Wow. And I've learned that works. That helps. Oh, so you can It doesn't 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I tried it. Like I went to, I had a wedding to go to in Australia, and that's mm. like the worst. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> ozone layer holes and all that stuff. Yeah. And I just said, it's so nice. F it. I want to be in the ocean. Yeah. I'm gonna take this tablet, and put on SPF anyway, and it like lessened the damage. Cool. That was kind of cool. I saw this vampire movie one time. Where they figured out, I'm serious, it's funny, right? No, but it's like, then they so they just covered themselves in this cream, right? And then they were walking around in daylight and stuff. Oh, I thought it was kind of cheap. I wish that happened to me. Sunblock. Hey, it's a start, right? <laughs> but we were talking about mixed kids. Yes, we were talking about yeah. mixed kids, yeah. And so my kids had a lot of trouble in school when they grew up. They uh, went to Japanese normal school, so they got teased a lot. And it was really kind of rough on them. Japanese school, yeah. I uh, did a like a summer experience mm-hmm. kind of thing, and it sucked. What what kind of summer experience are we like, talking about? Taiken yugaku. Ah, in a Japanese school. Yeah, in a Japanese school. How long did it go on for? I think it was like I don't know. It felt like forever, but I think it was like a month, and it sucked. I hated it. Um, How old were you then? I think I was like eight mm. or nine. I had one friend. Mm. She was Chinese. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, kids are cruel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I was like the only half black kid doing that, in, uh, like that little program. Yeah. So, you know, they're just like, oh, you're dark, whatever, whatever. But kids know, don't know better. So yeah, that sucked. But um, I don't know. I guess like back in the day when I was a kid, there were no, there were barely any half black, half Korean kids. There were half black, half Japanese kids, more half white, half Japanese Mm. kids. Um, But I didn't know the difference between Japanese and Korean. Right. But I guess I had like a complex too, like an identity crisis kind of thing. And being in Japan, I don't think 
people really dig into that kind of issue like where do i come from what's mm. my heritage kind of thing because i mean it's a homogenous society so but then in the states um you know people are so curious and keen and have like a very strong sense of their identity right i didn't really have that or i didn't really have a i don't know i, I guess i wasn't really curious or i didn't know what questions to ask mm. um so i kind of had that weird complex i think in me and then i grew up and then i became a singer mm. so that just kind of like i kind of shoved it back like you know but inside. do you feel um i don't know how to say this because if i ask my kids are they danish or are they japanese i guarantee you they'll say they're, they're japanese they're born and raised here. You know, they've only visited Denmark. They don't feel very Danish. Um, after the divorce, obviously, we didn't spend as much time with them. So now their English is like shot. <laughs> it's gone. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so the two youngest ones, like, they can't speak, but they can kind of understand when you speak to them. And the oldest one, she tries a little bit more, but it's just like, oh, my God, you guys. Like, seriously. Mm. Um, but do you feel accepted or do you feel not accepted here? Is there this moment, are there times, this is what I'm trying to look for, is there times in life where you're like, whoa, okay, that was weird? Because everyone knows you, you're, you're a celebrity, and so it's just like, it's obviously they know you grew up here and that you're you're crystal K, right? You're like an, an, an icon here in Japan. So how does that feel? Is, are there like things you want to talk about there? I, I guess I feel accepted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know, I don't really know how to answer that. Um, but I I still feel like there are, are bits and pieces of like they still consider me as I mean I am not Japanese I no. have no Japanese blood in me yeah so and I look very foreign yeah so I think people categorize me as like a gaikokujin oh I think only because I'm a singer here and I've been a singer here for a long time. I am accepted, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Do you I, feel, and this is going to be a really hard cutthroat question there. Do you feel as a performing artist here in Japan that you are treated differently than like the Japanese in your industry? Um, you, you mean like in a negative way? Well, you know, either positive or negative way. Um, actually... No, actually, in a no, I don't feel no, no, that's cool because I've seen both sides of the coin. Uh, there, there are times when, like, ah, oh, Nicolas Pedas, you're Japanese, like, oh, and then I've had the complete different version where, like, ah, no, no, and there has been like, like, like severe like treatments where I've been like, okay, that's just not fair. Like, it's there's a lot of levels, I think. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think when they get to know me on like a personal level or like talk shows and stuff, when I get to display more of my personality, yeah. they're like, Oh my God, you're so Japanese, which I agree. I think, I mean, being born and raised here, yeah. I have a lot of Japanese tendencies. Yeah. Like I'm very Japanese, but because I have, I have the ability to kind of understand cultural differences yeah. and I speak English um, I can have like a 
more Western kind of way of viewing things or like none that don't know. It's it's interesting. Like there's a mix of a lot of things, I think. Do you think in Japanese or English? Mostly because it's like when we're talking in English here, it's like sometimes it like it the Japanese words that pop out of your mouth come way more natural than yeah. the English stuff comes to you. So I've been here for 30 years, right? I came here when I was 18, and I've found some strange behavior of myself recently. I'll wake up, and, like, the first thing I'll say is, like, I'll speak in Japanese, thinking that I'm speaking English. <laughs> uh, so I'm, like, literally saying, uh, what time is it? Or, you know, good morning, but I'll be saying that in Japanese going, and then I'll, like, catch myself. and say, like, why am I speaking Japanese right now? I just wake up out of a dream, and the first thing is Japanese. Uh, so it's kind of a funny question, right? Cause, because you're bilingual. Are you only bilingual or trilingual? I am bilingual, but with alcohol, I can speak anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all speak anything when we get alcohol. Um, uh, don't find a beer. Can we get some beers, please? <laughs> no, no, oh, no, 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 that no, doesn't no, work. No, 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 don't ruin it. No. Your people always ask me that question, like, do you dream in English or Japanese? Or I don't have an answer. Like, it depends on who I'm talking to. Right. Like right now, we're I'm talking to you, mm -hmm. but I know that you understand Japanese. Yeah. So I will comfortably be like, "Yo, what's that word in Japanese?" Yeah. Like you know what I mean, like in yeah, Japanese, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, I'll do that. But I don't know. I think my brain just kind of shifts to whatever situation or whoever I'm talking to. So I had a very profound um, uh, talk with Bob Sepp uh -huh. uh, like many years ago. Um, and so he's a very good friend. And so I used to train him. He looks like my dad. Oh, really? Yeah. Your dad must be huge then. Cause that <laughs> man's not a that monster. Tall, but he's like a teddy bear. He's so oh, cute, Bob. Bob's huge. <laughs> huge. Anyway, um, really nice guy. Yeah, I really love super him. Nice, yeah. And I really, we really get along really well. I spent a lot of time with him. Anyway, so he started to, to, to learn hypnotizing, hypnotose. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he literally like studied it, went to school, learned how to hypnotize yeah. people. And so he says that the human brain, it does not think in words. Mm. It thinks in pictures. And this is how you can trick the mind into like hypnotizing people, right? So there's these skills where they go sleep, done, and then uh, yeah, you're yeah, done, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's other ones that take longer where you're like, you know, talking yeah, people yeah, yeah. through it. But he says because the brain works in picture. So if I'm saying it's a beautiful day, you hear it's a Beautiful, beautiful day. day. So the five words, and they all have pictures. So the brain just looks at these pictures. So when you 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 mess around on the order of those, uh, the brain gets confused. In that instant, you can snap people out uh, of it. And I thought it was a really interesting like uh, conversation to have. I was like, wow, I kind of really want to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. Does your personality change when you speak Japanese? Because mine does. Yeah, maybe. Uh. Maybe a little bit. It's interesting what language does to you yeah. and your behavior. I think, I have a theory. I think it's because with a language comes a culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Japanese culture I was like bred into was martial arts. And so I, I literally talk like a martial arts artist. That's it. I talk like a karate guy. Mm -hmm. um, but in English, which again is not necessarily, I, my, my dad was American, so... We spoke English, and then my mom was Danish, so we spoke Danish to her. So when I was a kid, we grew up with two languages. Mm. And then they split apart. And 
he passed away. And so he grew up in Denmark from like three to 18. And from there on, it was just basically Danish, right? But so I have three different personalities because it's three different cultures. Uh. And it's really like the English. That's why I said, in, you know, when we spoke, spoke earlier, I said, like, I think I have something called Nicholas. <laughs> because it's like three languages that were never fully developed. Ah, uh, so nice. Like, I'll say something in English, right? and my fiance, she'd be like, oh, that's not how you say it. Like, how do you say the <laughs> word? Uh, is it hindsight or is it hindsight? Hindsight. Well, see, I, that's one of those words hindsight, yeah. <laughs> that, I, that I found in a book somewhere. And I was like, okay, this is how you think you say it. I have a lot mm. of words that I don't know how to pronounce. Ah, uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very Japanese when I'm speaking Japanese. So nice. I can be very American. Um, and I do understand, like, the Korean vibe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually met your mom. She's super cool. Yeah. yeah she's really cool. She's she's cool. She's got that. I don't know. It's like You also have this, like, I don't know. Because I find I feel like I'm a little bit like a bumblebee most of the time. It's like buzzing a bumblebee? All the, yeah, yeah, you buzzing are a bumblebee. All over, right? <laughs> but you got this, like, laid back. Like It's like one... One step down from that, it's like it's a chill vibe going on all the time. It's really cool, but so we never um, got on to talking about the the, the, the being a celebrity, uh-huh. and so everything changes after this one song. You're struggling with, you know, accepting that song because it's not the vibe that you want. And so what happens after that? You 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 had to do like more songs like that because I know around the time when I first met you, you were with a manager. Mm-hmm. And being managed by I don't know the details, but then you I was Kojin. Oh, you're Kojin. My mom, yeah. Okay, so your mom, your mom was okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so you're with LDH now, right? Yeah. What what that? What does that stand for? Love, dream, and happiness. That's right. Love, dream, and <laughs> happiness. LDH. They're the yeah. exiled tribes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, recently, uh, Crazy Boy Ellie and I did like a Reebok show. Oh, really? Yeah. Asana. A live Instagram show. You know, he was my back dancer. Oh, really? Yeah. Hilarious. He's yeah. so cool. Did you go to my 10th anniversary? Uh, don't think sure. I made that one. Because he was my back dancer then. That's so yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. he's a real rap star now. Yeah, he is. He rolls up and, you know, yeah. bling, bling and yeah. everything. He's so cool. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, so he's a Reebok uh, short-term ambassador now ah, so for the nice. new Reebok shoes. So we did like a live like just recently. Oh, cool. Um, so he did like a workout with me that I led, and then I did a dance workout with him. Oh, fun. So I got my hip-hop moves on. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure where that conversation was going, but being a celebrity, tell uh-huh. us about this. How is it, and how is the changing from going from your mom's management into like LDH? Because that's like... The top in in the in the yeah. industry. Yeah, when my mom, we did uh, our own management for maybe about like seven years, and it's super flexible. Yeah, which is great. Um, and we had a good team. Like, and she's a singer, so she knows. Yeah, you know what's best for me. Um, and we worked well, but she was like, you know what, you need to go to a bigger place that can support you. Like, has your back back. Mm. So she suggested I go to LDH, and yeah, it was the right move. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm happy I'm with LDH. Um, being a celebrity, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, like, we have to be careful because we have to be responsible for our actions. And, you know, I mean, I'm 35 now. I'm not going to be, like, drunk in the street or mm. doing some disrespectful yeah. stuff. <laughs> But 
I'm also not an idol. So I don't oh, think I one. have as much as like a really restricted lifestyle yeah. than like a typical Japanese idol. I was going to ask that actually. So the difference between an idol and then do you consider yourself an idol? So you, you no, don't obviously. I'm not. like far from an idol. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's a good question. Maybe, you know, people watching, they don't know what an idol is. An idol is like, um, those are like the AKB 48 girls. Yeah, yeah, that are, yeah. yeah. Like, total produced by these, you know, totally whatever. Totally produced, yeah. um, more like a, like a fantasy character, like a I fantasy would say, yeah. kind of. Because they are not; they got so many restrictions on being like, like you yeah, can't, you can't have a date, you can't drink alcohol, you can't, you can't smoke. smoke, and nothing you can do really. Yeah. And then you're being chauffeured around in buses, basically, from yeah. the house to the studio and then back to the house. Basically. Yeah, because they have to give the illusion that they're theirs. Exactly. Like, purely for you. Purely for you. For that one fan, but yeah. millions of that one fan. Yeah, but they are loyal as hell. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm far from that. So I was going to answering your other question, like yeah. do you feel do you feel like a a difference in um and like a treatment? Yeah. I I think that's an advantage for me okay. because they probably see me as like, oh, she's a foreigner. Oh, so okay. She's doing her own thing. Cool kind of thing. You know? Yeah, we kind of get away with that <laughs> being foreigners here. Yeah, so I mean that's that's cool, but I always wonder because I'm I'm I you know for me music is has always been borderless, so yeah. I always have the world in mind. I always want to like you know tour the world eventually yeah. if I have a chance. Um, but it's like once I'm gonna say when when I make it worldwide. Yeah. Then my personal life is probably done. Done, right? Yeah. So I feel very lucky to be a celebrity in Japan. Oh, interesting. <laughs> in a sense. Oh, interesting. Can you imagine the stuff people go through? Like, I mean, paparazzi. Yeah. Actually fearing for your life. You yeah. know, it's like dangerous. And like also a really interesting thought I had is like the 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 concept of a bodyguard. Yeah. Like, it's legit necessary to have a bodyguard oh, in yeah. the States. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, guns, crazy fans, the number of fans, like the scale is like crazy compared to Japan. Yeah. Like, we don't really have that worry. Mm. It's so peaceful. So, yeah. like, if you have a bodyguard, it's like, what the hell you got about? Like, you look stupid. <laughs> well, no, that kind of could be cool, though. If I like... mean, but it makes sense for idols because, yeah. you know. Well. Yeah. Sometimes, because sometimes crazy stuff. That happens, idol world. But, I'm not even going to go into that. Yeah. In detail. it's just it's really bizarre for me. So I I wonder like the differences of being a celebrity, the celebrity in in Japan and the states or the Western countries. Right. So in the beginning, I kind of said I wanted to ask about you know relationships and talk about that. And so you say, well, I'm single, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, but um, no, also cool fortunately, but so. <laughs> How is that? Because so, so you can date. I mean, how 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 is it having? How do you, for example, I don't know. Can you tell us some episodes from when you've actually been with someone? Once the, the, again, the it's, pros and the cons kind of things. Like what's good about it and what's bad about it. I don't really have anything any cons. No. The only cons is that I feel like I have no options. 
in oh. Japan. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how does one get to meet you, right? That's another thing, right? That's a tough one. Like, I I don't have, you know, I I welcome all nationalities. <laughs> like, I don't have, like, oh, they have to be white. They have to be black, Japanese. If they're, if they have a broad understanding, if they're, like, worldly. Is that a word? Yeah. Worldly? Absolutely. Um, open-minded, <laughs> open supportive. Yeah, I'm, I'm game. But I think being here and being a singer in Japan, the men, Japanese men will automatically, like, at, by default, be like, oh, that's Crystal K. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, can I trust them? Yeah. Do they love me for who I am? Or do they just want to get with me because I'm a singer? You must get a lot of, like... No, actually, you don't like. I, no, I think messages. I think Japanese guys are intimidated. Huh. That's Probably. one thing I feel being a half black, half Korean girl. I th I don't think they see me as like a a romantic. Oh, interesting. Thing. Yeah. They're intimidated. I wow. think. I think Japan has a fetish. Like. <laughs> no, like seriously, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure not all of them are interested in black girls, but I think it's very little limited. Okay. limited. Interesting. Um, but you don't, I mean, you don't look black, black. It's, it's like, there's a yeah, very like exotic Asian. look. Yeah, but then for a Japanese guy, it's probably very intimate. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm tall. Yeah. And I look strong. When I saw you get out of the car today, I was like telling my fiance, it's like, I think she grew. <laughs> <laughs> Like she looked really tall. No. Wow. <laughs> I didn't grow. I stopped growing like when I was in sixth grade. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then also like the foreign community is very small here. Yeah. So that's kind of that. everyone knows everyone. Yeah. So dating's hard for me mm. here. So the only people I've dated are like schoolmate, like a guy I went to college with, or like someone within the circle or right. something like that. So we'll see. Apparently, I meet my person this year. So, oh, well, yeah. good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I really hope it works out. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not. I'm not sweating it though. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of at a place where I just started my self love journey. Oh, cool. So yeah, I think once I master that and what's a self love, -love my, um journey. I don't know, like. Because can you be, I, I'm sure you can now, because mm -hmm. you probably got that good place. Like, can you be like, yo, I love myself? Well, so this is like, I, we were just talking about a little bit early on, but it's like, because I'm in love and because I, I found love and with someone to share my life with in a different way, I'm now able to accept myself. Right. For who I am, because I'm being accepted. And yeah. it's just like, I never did that. Yeah. I always thought, this is going to, you probably must, and this is also I'm talking about beauty and all this self-image and and, and how do you feel as a half here in Japan? But it all comes down to that. I always felt like I was a giant. Uh, I always felt like the people that were surrounding me, that they, they wanted me to be smaller, be this, be that. And it's like, it's always, I call it, and it's not a very nice say, say, way of saying it, but I feel like I went dark for 30 years. Mm. As in, like, I went deep into the Japanese culture as I wanted to be as integrated and as fit as I could mm -hmm. be. And I was mostly like completely accepted and I've not had a lot of bad experiences. I, I just think they're just human experiences I've had. Mm. But I also feel that I, I took away so much of my identity that I'd lost myself for a long, long, long time mm -hmm. because I was trying to be someone I'm not. Mm. And then so 
I really found myself over the last year. That's mm. just what I'm saying. So I think I can understand. Thanks to her, maybe. Thanks to her for sure. But it started before her, and that's uh, kind of the reason that when I did meet her, that's what you were ready to. Yeah, yeah you were exactly. ready. Yeah, and I feel that like, um, you know, always adults would say, "Oh, you can't love someone else unless you love yourself." And it was mm. like when you're young, you're like, "Yeah, whatever." But now <laughs> I finally understand that, like, because yeah. if you can't love yourself and can't accept yourself. Like, how are you going to do that for someone else? Like, yeah. literally, another yeah. human being, if you can't so do true. that for yourself. Um, so I'm there right now, and and I think all of the all of the health and fitness and self image and my body and being happy with my body, all of that comes into play with this self love thing. And yeah. I think I'm like cultivating it right now. Cool. And it's it's nice. And like I don't super think super motivating to hear. Yeah, yeah and no, I, I don't think it's all about. I mean, in your case, um, well, you were already on your way, and meeting her probably helped, and brought out that full oh, yeah. self love in you. Um, so, for me, I'd rather. Well, right now, like I'm starting to discover this about myself, so I'm I'm cool with being single, mm. and hopefully, when I get to a nice place. And I'm sure that's how the universe works. Someone's going to pop into my life <laughs> and, yeah, help me maybe finish my self-love journey. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure because it's like it's like the power of attraction, the laws, yeah, of, the attraction, laws right? of attraction. And, and they do really work. Like if you, It works. Like yeah. if you believe it yeah. and you really invest yourself in things like that, it's, yeah. things happen in life for yeah. sure. Like all of that, it sounds like it's like magic and whatever, but it's like pretty literal. Yeah. And it I It doesn't I'm, happen overnight though. It's like one no. of those things that if you push for it, it won't happen. But if you just keep believing it and then when it does happen, it's just like, oh yeah, this is exactly why yeah. I never, you know, I never gave up on it. This is exactly why I never like, you know, settled for less than I wanted. And mm. and, and I'm just using my, my, my girl's words, but that's exactly what she said. She said, no, she never settled for less because she knew, she knew one day it's going to be the right one. Mm. And I feel very fortunate to be that guy. It's making me Aww. very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you guys. Thank you. Why are we talking so much about me? It's like, like shut up. That's Nick. you talking about <laughs> yeah, yourself. <I> <laughs> uh, it's um, true. It's true. Yeah. And I also do, I started doing this thing where I wake up or it can be when you, first thing you wake up or when you go to sleep, just mm. name all the things you're thankful for gratitude yeah oh yes what are you grateful for that's just so powerful yeah and i've learned that that really shifts the way you think mm. um because it's so easy to be like oh man like why is this person doing this and i'm have i haven't even gotten there yet like mm. i don't have this i don't have that but it's like you can shift it like with just one simple mindset like no i have this i have th these people in my life like i'm doing this right now shit i'm grateful like what and that just easily just switches your your mindset and i think being able to do that and master that is like huge yeah um you can change your day like if you had a shitty night Mm -hmm. You woke up feeling shitty, just do that. And you can just switch and it becomes a better day. 
and you throw that out into the universe, it's going to come right back. Oh, yeah. So that helps. And also saying stuff out loud like mm. to yourself, that really helps too. Saying stuff, like what would you like say? Like what you feel or like if you're, if something's bothering you or if you're not feeling good and you're wondering what's the issue or whatever, like have a talk with yourself, mm. say it out loud. That helps. Um, yeah, like verbalizing it. Verbalizing Is that a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It sounds very neat. It, it makes a difference. I, I think, yeah, like literally just keeping it inside and, you know, versus throwing it out there. Like right. you can visualize things. You can bring it to life. So that helps too. How does a shitty day look for you? Like, I mean, what would happen? What would make, what would get you in a shitty mood, for example? Maybe something like a conversation that went wrong with someone you love mm. or a close friend. Mm. And you're like, oh, fuck, what did I say? Did I hurt that person? Yeah. Or what did that person mean? Like, what did that mean? <laughs> mm. You know, like those kind of things, like relationships, I think it can get complex the older you get. Mm. So maybe those kind of things. And then you wait, you go to sleep with it worrying and then you wake up with like a nasty feeling. So you're not the kind of person that is you, you sleep and then you wake up and you kind of forgot about it. It, it carries over. No, it carries over. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it carries over. I used to just go to bed I and overthink. sleep and just like forget about it. And it's like, I wouldn't remember. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chiawasana. <laughs> no, but I also really, I realized it's also some of the things I realized it's, it's because I wasn't invested properly. Uh, so I just now. wasn't. Mm-mm. Like if mm-hmm. I'd been properly invested, I would have been like, yeah, I, I, I need to like pay attention to mm. this person that I'm not worried about. But I tend to overthink you know. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I carry over these days. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little bit you care intimidating, mm. but I do care. Yeah. It's good. I think we've spoke about some really cool things. I want to go back to talk about your new album. Mm, thank you. So uh, yeah, congratulations <laughs> once again. Thank um, you. Your album, uh, tell us about it. Why is this the best album you've ever done? <laughs> well, it's my first ever cover album. Oh, okay. It's in, It's all Japanese covers. Oh. And um, yeah, I just thought it was a nice timing to do something. Like, to be honest, I, I was like, I'm never doing covers. Mm. Like, th- maybe like 10 years ago, there was a, the first boom of mm-hmm. cover albums and everyone was doing it and i was like hell no i'm not doing cover <laughs> albums <laughs> no. and I, I i believe a cover is something special like it's not something you constantly do um you do it because it means something to you or it's like special occasion or whatever it is so i was like no i'm not doing cover album but i would do whenever i do like i would do um acoustic shows called kuri cafe mm. And within that show, I would have like a little section, like a cover corner. Mm. I would do like anison medore, yeah. like anime songs, yeah, and Japanese like showa no yeah. songs and stuff like that. And I would do like sazae song, like a super funky sazae song, or like <laughs> a, a reggae like gegegeno kitano and stuff. And like the the crowd loves it. Yeah. So I was like, oh wow, they they really like me doing covers and. It was around almost my 20th anniversary. Mm. I was like, this might be a good timing to do a cover album. Right. So, yeah, 
we cool. decided to do it. And How did you decide the songs on the, on such? Oh album? my god, that was like one. That was a hard process. Um, I was like, what do I, what do I sing? So I just asked people on Instagram. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go on social media and ask like, if Crystal K were to release a cover album, what would you guys want to hear? Right. And I got tons of songs and requests, and I was like, oh damn. And I would just get more data from like my label, just ask people in the office and like LDH mm -hmm. and what you guys would want to hear. And then we sat together with like 300 songs and went through it. And I was like, you know, these are all really nice songs, but I think we should try singing them. Right. Like, Cause you never know if exactly. it works. Yeah. <laughs> And so I went into the studio with a pianist and we did like, we went through the songs. We sang up to the first chorus. Yeah. Of and 300 we, songs. Uh, maybe like around a hundred. Oh, okay. And then we discovered like, oh wow, this works. This doesn't. And interesting. Most 99% of my album is our male. Um, singers. Singers. Uh, performers. Okay. Yeah. And that was interesting because, you know, I wanted to do like Utada Hikaru's song and all that stuff. But when I tried singing it, it didn't sound as interesting because I'm a female. Oh, okay. So it sounds similar. Right. Unless we really change the arrangements or if I'm, unless I'm like a jazz vocalist and right. I sound completely different. But it was very similar, and that like people would be like, "Oh, then I'll listen to the original," right. you know. And I didn't want that, so yeah, um, a lot of the male uh, vocalist songs matched my voice and like the very masculine li lyrics, yeah. And my kind of sits night like mel melancholy voice, yeah. I guess, matched meshed well wow. with the male. What's vocalist. the album called? I sing. I sing. Okay. Cool. I sang. I sang. It's done. It's out. Yeah. So you can get it on iTunes and iTunes, stuff. Oh, cool. Apple Music, Apple Spotify, Music, Spotify. Nice. Yeah, Amazon, all of that. Yeah. And it's like Hese, mm. like nineties, late nineties, and I have Lewa songs in there too. Um and uh yeah, I, I didn't want to make if I were to do a cover album out of all of the cover albums that are out, mm. I want it to stand out. Right. I want it to be like the the original singers like, oh damn, this is this is kind of better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so I really focused on of course putting a lot of respect in the original song, but um, really focusing on the lyrics and the atmosphere that song has and my voice, those three elements and not putting too much. So like, have you had uh, any feedback from the original artists? You know what? Like, not yet. Oh. Um, dreams come true. Noshitotachiwa, uh, they they love it and they, they had a comment. And my friend today messaged me like, Bump of chicken, Yeah, bump of chicken, yeah. Yeah, so I guess he's friends with the vocal, uh -huh. <laughs> the, the lead singer. Oh. And he told me he loved it. Oh. So I was like, oh, thank you. Because I haven't heard from the others. Wow. How they think, what they think about the song. So That's hopefully they love scary. it. That's kind of scary. <laughs> but the, the reaction from the, the people that's listening to my album, the fans, it's great so far. So Cool. 
So Crystal Kay's new album, I, I Sing, Sing, is available. It's available. Download it. Check it out. Buy it and share it with your friends. No, Thank don't. You. Get your friends to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to buy an album. That's for sure. We're going to buy <laughs> it and listen to it on the way home then. Yeah, It's cool. a good driving or a nice chill Sunday kind of album. Like, you can listen to it nonstop. So, I mean, and this is, I'm just going to be a real fanboy here. It's like amazing yeah. to, because I've seen you perform on stage and thinking, oh my God, it's like, I actually know her. I used to work out with her. <laughs> but it's like, it's so cool because then we, you come on the podcast. I'm really happy that you're here today. No, thank you for having me. It's it was really fun. Awesome. Yeah. I don't think we ever had like this kind of lengthy, in-depth conversation. No, and you never know where it's going to take you, which I so kind of think is really cool. Nah. Is there anything else you want to talk about today or do you want to ask me something? I mean, I spoke a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think I know everything about you. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, they all know me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. Uh, I think I'm good. Cool. Yeah. Well, with that, I will say once again, congratulations thank on your new you album, I so Sing. Thank you so much. And, uh, thank congratulations you to you too. Yes, thank you very much. And thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Tomo just don't uh, forget that we also have patreon.com slash uh, Show that you can support us on. And uh, yeah, please subscribe to the channel and set that reminder. This was Tokyo Talks. So patrons, thank you very much for always supporting the extreme tomodachis out there. This is Crystal K. Hey. And so this is just a warm-up <laughs> session that only okay. the patrons get to see. And you were ah, asking cool. me, what is a Patreon? Yeah, what is that? I have no idea. I'm okay. so lost. So patreon.com.